Welcome to the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Travel Agent Podcast. Today, we have another fantastic, fabulous guest, and she is going to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Aria Weinchanker, and I am the owner and founder and chief hotel maven of Vosat Meetings and Travel. Awesome. So as I always start out, how did you get started in the industry? So that's a fantastic question. And I have a interesting journey um, to get to this side and to get to where I am today. Um, So I actually started out on the hotel side before I became a travel specialist. Um, But how I even got to hotels um, was actually through restaurants. Um, So I, my, one of my first jobs ever was when I was in high school, I was a hostess at a restaurant down the street from where I lived. And I worked pretty much um, every Sunday. I worked the morning shift. um, And I really liked the team atmosphere that I that we had. Um, it was a great little local restaurant. It got very busy around brunch lunchtime. Um, and I worked with the same people every single week. And we would come together to bring this experience to everybody who walked through the doors. And the owners, um, one of the owners, um, her name was Megan. She really spent time to train me so that I understood that although I was a hostess and on the surface, it just looked like maybe my only role was to seat people. Um, I actually had a very important role, which was to welcome everybody to the restaurant and really set the tone to create that experience. Um, and it was because I had such great mentors and um, coworkers and other people around me that I realized this is a really great opportunity that I have to impact someone's day in a positive way. Um, So I was a hostess and then I worked my way. um, I ended up getting transferred to their other restaurant um, as a lead hostess. And then I wanted to be a server and um, I ended up getting a job at my very first hotel um, in San Diego. Um, And it was kind of funny. I, I knew I wanted to work in a hotel um, and I was getting ready to go get my degree in hotel restaurant management, Um, but I didn't know anybody in any hotels. So I spent a day and I just drove from hotel to hotel, just looking um, and applying. Um, And it was the days where you would walk into human resources and they'd say, thank you for coming in, but you can go and apply online. It was just when all that was getting started. Um, but luckily I walked into one resort, um, and I spoke with somebody and they said to me, you know what, we actually have somebody going on maternity leave. We need someone to cover them for a few months. So, you know, why don't, you know, the job's yours. Um, obviously had to go through the application process and everything, but it was really exciting. And, um, I just absolutely loved working in the hotel. Um, and I worked in room service. Um, which a lot of people like to say is the forgotten department in in hotels. Um, But it was great. Um, And I realized that the front desk 
knew just about everything that was going on in the hotel. So eventually I made my way to the front desk. I ended up getting a job at the Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, um, which is a 757 room hotel. So nice and large. And again, had some really great mentors, worked with some really great people, um, and really just knew that I wanted to work in hotels. Um, I also, ended up working for another hotel after that and had another great mentor who really pushed me to find my own voice when it came to service recovery and just delivering a unique guest experience. Um, and ultimately I found my way into sales. Um, and that was kind of where I realized luxury and boutique hotels were my passion and my love. Um, and after working in luxury hotel sales for a few years, I worked for Mandarin Oriental Hotel Group and a few other hotels, I realized rather than constantly finding new clients for a particular hotel or a particular brand of hotels, I wanted to be able to find hotels for clients that I could just develop longstanding relationships with. Awesome. So how did, how did you make the shift? So like at what point did you make the shift to working for the hotel and then finding clients um, that you could bring to the hotel? Of course, that's a great question. So in, what was it, 2017, uh, when there were first rumblings about the Starwood merger with Marriott, there was a lot of changes going on in the industry. And actually, I would even say before all that, when when Marriott rolled out their first major um, change in sales. I think that really had a big impact on the industry. Um, and ultimately when Starwood and Marriott merged, all of a sudden you had all these people that were working in hotels and working in sales. Um, you know, it was a really big shift to the industry. And I kind of looked at what I accomplished and I looked at the relationships and the tasks that I really enjoyed. Um, and, and I kind of was like, what about this experience makes me get excited? What do I love? Um, and I realized what I love is I love learning about hotels. I love learning about different ways to create these experiences for guests coming through the door. Um, and one of the best ways to do that is to know and have a relationship with your client, with your end user, the person that's going to be staying in that hotel room or the people that work with the people that are going to be staying in that hotel room. And so that was kind of when I realized um, if I shift if I shift my role and my client is the one that's paying my bill, so to speak, because I work for my client, I don't work for the hotel anymore. Um, you know, your priorities change, your focus changes, and you really can start to seek out hotels and experiences that match what your client is looking for, as opposed to having these incredible experiences that you're constantly trying to bring to new people. I love it. I love it. So what do you wish you would have told yourself uh, when you first started two years ago on this new journey? On this new journey. Wow. So it's been 
I'd say it's been it's been about a year since I launched Fosat Meetings and Travel, but about two years kind of just exploring other avenues. Um, and I would say, I think setting, I, it's kind of silly, but I think setting your intention is always so important. What it, What is it, what is it that makes you get up in the morning? What is it that, you know, what's that thing that excites you? And what about that is something that somebody else can benefit from? And really kind of when you set that out, that really sets the tones for who your partners are going to be and who your clients are going to be and kind of your process. And so I, I, I think it's really important to, to know what makes you tick um, and to not get distracted by what makes somebody else tick. I think that's absolute great advice. So what do you think that you're like a rock star at right now that you struggled with in the beginning? Wow. I mean, there's always things that you can work and become better at. Um, but when I started my business, one of the things that was really important to me and I really, I really intertwined in everything that I do is keeping in mind the idea of just because I'm a small business owner doesn't mean I'm not running a business. And so what I mean by that is there are so many rules and regulations and different, um, you could even say etiquette and different ways that you can do something. But just because you're a small business doesn't mean you're exempt from doing them. Um, so for instance, one thing that's just always kind of just comes up a lot of the time when you're working with some smaller properties and that sort of things is is the idea of, you know, credit card information. And everybody knows, you know, I, I sometimes I talk with people and, and everybody knows credit card information is sensitive information. It needs to be handled with care. Um, there's plenty of rules and regulations surrounding how you should handle it. Um, and just because you're a small business doesn't mean you shouldn't have systems in place to make sure that you're following the rules. And so I think that's really important. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine because sometimes I even find hotels that either they don't seem to be aware of, of the fact that we're dealing with sensitive information or their own companies don't have systems in place to deal with it. And so, um, you know, I think that's really important. There's, um, there's one tool that I use, it's called Travel Joy. And I really love it because you can electronically send your clients credit card authorization forms for them to fill out. They're secure. Um, and they store the credit card data in a compliant fashion. Um, and it makes it a lot easier to, to get that information to, to the vendors when you, when you need to charge for payment and that sort of thing. And it's, again, it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, just recently I was talking with a hotel and they said to me, well, we don't have an electronic method to make reservations um, for this group room block. You know, obviously it's group room block, so the, the rooms are not being booked in the GDS. I went back to my client and I knew that that wasn't going to be an option for them because it's 2019. People are expecting to book their rooms electronically. And so, and the, and the systems exist. They're not that expensive to have and to maintain. Um, you know, I definitely want to give a shout out to some of the hotels in Los Angeles because they have implemented, um, they have a really great 
service that it actually, that a lot of the reservation systems will send you an email that you can put in the credit card details and they only have the proper people managing that. And so it can be electronic. And so I think that's a really important aspect as we go into the future, as technology becomes more readily available to, to everybody at a more affordable cost, we need to take advantage of the, the tools and resources there for us. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, That's a topic that we haven't necessarily covered on the show. And I agree. I think it's super important. There's so many different um, hackers and different things on the internet. People are very like leery about their credit card information because that is, it's truly sensitive information. And you're right. As a small business, it is our duty to make sure that we are keeping our clients' information safe. And if that means that we have to have a hard conversation with a larger business who isn't compliant, that conversation has to happen. So I'd love it. I'd love it. I love it. <laughs> when I went on the hotel side initially, um, and I went into sales, um, there were kind of two segments that I was really pushed into, into the luxury market. And I had some great mentors um, when I was working at Mandarin Oriental Hotel Group. And so it was entertainment and it was group. Um, and so when it came to entertainment, Sometimes that was corporate rates. Um, So people that are traveling for business, they have negotiated rates. Sometimes this is somebody who's going to book a consortia rate. So it's a travel agent that's part of one of the top consortia and they're booking rates with amenities, comp upgrades, all that great things. Or it could be just a traditional negotiated group rate. Um, And so I was really fortunate that very early on, I was exposed to the different segments of business. Um, And so when I became a sales manager, a hotel sales manager, um, I kind of already had that background of working with the different segments. Um, So I was constantly being introduced to different markets and different different clients, whether they fell into whatever bucket they fell into. And so when I started my company, um, somebody had mentioned to me, someone, a travel agent that is just, I I love talking to her because she's full of wisdom. Um, She said to me, you know, if you can't help your client with whatever they come to you with, they'll find someone who can, was basically, I had a conversation with her and, and that was kind of the piece of information that she gave me. And so I decided, I said, you know, I have this really unique background of having worked for hotels, selling all of these different markets, selling all these different rates, why not be able to be that person to my client? So one day we could be talking about their corporate travel. The next day we could be talking about the travel for their department, a group travel. The next day we could be talking about their vacation with their loved one, their partner. Um, and for each type of travel that they have, there is going to have a different ideal place to stay, a different ideal rate, all that kind of stuff. And what I noticed was that with social groups, it's just a really great type of piece of business. Um, and, and so I was trying to come up with different ways where I could use the experience that I had. I could also sell properties and talk about properties that were just really cool places to visit because I don't know about you, but I love talking about a property that has an outdoor shower or its own private pool. Like that's just cool. That's fun. 
Yes, it is. Everybody's like, I want to stay. I mean, not everybody's, but I feel like a lot of people are like, I want to stay in a luxury hotel somewhere, whether I'm over the ocean in an exotic destination or I have my own pool or, or something like that. That's just cool. And so as I was kind of going through, going through segments, I recognized that a, there's a lot of saturation when it comes to corporate groups. There's a lot of people who've been doing it for years. They have contracts with these companies and they have established relationships and that's fantastic. Um, and so I, again, I was trying to go back to that idea of what kind of properties get me excited? What kind of business do hotels want? And, um, you know, and kind of shape my business model around that. Um, and so these ideas of wellness retreats and group travel, but more in that social kind of sphere kept reoccurring. And so I knew that whatever I wanted to do, I wanted to incorporate that into my strategy and into my positioning. Awesome. I love it. Um, so tell me what you are most excited about in your life or business right now. Wow. What am I most excited about? I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for just time to pass so that I can see a lot of the seeds that I'm, I'm planting kind of grow and, and see how all of that just, yeah, just grows. Um, when I launched back in December, I had one vision and it's, as most business owners know, it's really evolved as time has gone on. Um, and so when you look at how much time I've had to really bring my marketing and my strategy and kind of everything, you know, I just, I'm not going to see, it's going to take some time to kind of see where everything goes. And that's what I'm really excited about. Um, the other thing is I just got back from Peru. Um, I went on an incredible fam trip in Peru. Um, it was hosted by some wonderful, wonderful partners of, of mine. Um, and the DMC that we worked with was just incredible. I, I mean, I can't wait to work with them. I can't wait to, to bring clients to Peru and um, have them experience what I had a chance to experience. Well, that's awesome. And I'm glad that you had a fantastic experience because that is actually one of the places that I'm going next year. So Oh, um, congratulations. Yes. So I would love to talk to you with, about that offline. But yeah, I, <laughs> yes, I love yes. it. <laughs> Definitely. So, so when you're thinking about um, the travel industry and what you see the future as, uh, as a travel professional, uh, what does that look like for you? That's a great question. And there's a lot of different components that are going to be going into the future. But one aspect that I think is really relevant today is sustainability. And I don't just mean it from swapping out the plastic water bottles in the room to a glass bottle that's refilled every day. I mean, not just connecting with your clients, but also connecting with your vendors in a sustainable manner. So I don't know about you, but when I travel, I try to collect as little paper and stuff as possible because all, it end, all I end up doing is taking it home and it sits. And I live in a small New York City apartment. I don't have space for any of that. Um, and so I have actually came up with my own, come up with my own system to not only collect electronic 
materials and contact information from my clients, but also from my vendors. And so when I go somewhere and somebody gives me their business card, um, I take a picture of it. I use CamCard, which is, I use their free version of the, of the app, which I love. Um, and then I export the information in an Excel spreadsheet into my CRM so I can do with it as I please. Um, but really that first step of when somebody hands you the business card or saying we should swap information, have that paperless option already there right in front of you, ready to go. Make it as simple and easy as possible so that you can't not do it. So for instance, when I first started doing it, I would take the business card and then at night I would take my, like when I'm at an event or doing a day full of site visits. And then at the end of the day, I would sit there and I would scan all the business cards and then I've got a stack of business cards waiting to shred. And it's just, it's unnecessary. So now I try to get really comfortable with taking a picture while I'm on the go and making sure it's like a readable picture. Um, and when I was in Peru, you know, it was really interesting for me because I was kind of like, here's somebody who there may be some cultural, cultural differences. And I was, at first it was very uncomfortable to take a picture of a business card and hand it back to a person. Cause I, I kind of felt like that was kind of rude. Um, so then what I started to do was after we had done a few site visits, everybody in the group knew that I was paperless because I had mentioned it. So then I would say when somebody tried to hand me a business card, I would say, oh, thank you. I'm paperless. I'll take a picture of so-and-so's business card. And before the other person put away the business card, I would take a picture of it. And, you know, obviously there's a little complexities there because the person has to wait to put the business card away. But, um, you know, in the short term, as I figure out this seamless way before everybody's just used to, you know, putting two cell phones together and swapping the information, you know, it's something that works. When I was at Virtuoso Travel Week, I spoke with somebody who was leading a sustainability panel and she is a travel agent and she doesn't have any business cards. And I, I thought, how do you operate your business? Because, you know, obviously I can say to a vendor, I'm going to email you my contact details and you can follow up with me or, or whatever that experience looks like. But with the client, it's a little bit different. People are still in, used to passing out business cards. And so it's one of those things that I think as, as we experience it and we talk about it, we'll come up with these ways and get more comfortable with it. And, you know, I, I'm not going to forget when I was traveling, I had somebody say to me, well, aren't you afraid of being rude? And I was kind of like, well, no, the idea is to reduce unnecessary waste, which also has a monetary benefit. Because if I'm just taking a business card, taking a picture and throwing it in the trash, you know, whether it was a penny to process that or a dollar to process that, whatever the cost of their business card is, you know, that's a waste. So I think kind of going back to the idea of what is the tension behind it what is this what is the end goal behind it and if you talk about it um you know obviously someone can be uncomfortable that you're refusing a business card but if you follow it up with oh well i'm paperless you know i think that starts the conversation i think that's an absolute great idea because um i just came back from my first fam and i got business cards from everyone and even from my conference it was just tons and tons of paper that is still sitting in a bag. And so 
um, and I'm all constantly on my phone. So why not just take pictures of those things? And, you know, sustainability is such an important thing in our world right now. Like we have to figure out better ways. And so I'm glad that we really touched on this because it, it is, it's important. And as travel agents, we use a ton of paper for no reason. Where can my audience find you? So there's a few places to find me. Um, obviously, Instagram um, at Vosant Meetings. And again, we're the name of my company is Vosant Meetings and Travel, but we are affiliated with a virtuoso travel agency. So I don't just do group travel. I do all sorts of different travel, um, corporate clients, leisure, individual leisure, as well as group travel. Um, so that's always a great place. I am constantly on LinkedIn. So if I'm not updating on Instagram, it's probably on LinkedIn. And then of course our website, bosantmeetings.com. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Um, I love all the experience that you brought into your business. And um, I just, I am looking forward to seeing your seed. So is that how you say it? How you sow your seed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for your business to blow up. I'm super excited about following that journey. And, you know, I'll figure out the language later. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Travel Agent Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.